Welcome to the Covert Narcissist podcast. I'm a covert narcissist and I'm on a journey to become a better person and on my journey trying to help other people heal, but also to reach out to other covert narcissists about my point of view and trying to help them be less toxic. I hope everybody had great holidays and a very happy new year. Um, this is season four of the Covert Narcissist already and I can't believe we've gotten this far. Things are going to change in this season. I'm only doing one to two um, episodes per month. And I'm only doing them in uh, one take. So there's no edits, no cuts. There's no, not even a script. I will speak right from like my guts and try to be as authentic as I can on the journey. And yeah, like I'm trying to, in this season, I'm more trying to give you an insight onto the things that are happening in my life and how my court narcissist either feeds into it or benefits from it. And just general observation I made, um, like coming to terms and also telling my friends and family and like trying to apologize, become like a better person and own up to the bullshit that I've um, uh, done. And yeah. So season four is going to be like even more personal than a season before I have. And I hope you enjoy I want to talk to you in this episode about Christmas because my Christmas was very interesting. I've spent Christmas with the family of my partner and this was the first time meeting all of them. But before I met them, I was warned about one particular person. They said, okay, there is a narcissist in our family. And I was like, hmm, that's going to be interesting. Not only is it a narcissist, but there's also a female narcissist, which I think I've never met. Maybe I've met them, but of course, I know that like female narcissists are more subtle and even more toxic and more interesting than male narcissists because everybody had a narcissistic boss at some point in their lives. You know, everybody did. But to come across a female narcissist face to face, I was excited about, to be honest. So yeah, they told me all of these stories and they warned me and pet me and also like apologized in advance. But I was like pretty easy because I was like, no, I'm a narcissist as well, even though I'm a covert narcissist, but I think I can handle this person. So Christmas came around and we all sat together, met the family for the first time, and I also met the narcissist. Um, let's call her um, Betty. Let's call her Betty. Betty and I, when we first met, we tried to, of course, put up a nice face and like be super happy to meet each other and raising our voices and high pitched and like hugging and like, you know, the best first impression that we could possibly put on. Like for me, I, I could already tell like this was a show because honestly, I put on a show as well. So why wouldn't she? Um, but soon it became like very exhausting because she she would dominate the room and she would dominate the whole conversation. Um, of course, like she would because she's a narcissist. When I am dominating a conversation or room, it's more subtle because like I said before, like I usually don't want to go to parties unless I'm like in the center of the attention, for example, it's my birthday party, but like just general group gathering with more people than I can handle. I'm usually just sitting in the corner and then everybody like attends to me because they want to know if I'm, feeling happy or if there's anything they can do for me to make, to lift up my spirits um, or like it is my birthday or like a uh, like a smaller gathering where I can dominate the conversation and like get involved with everyone so my like my dominance in a conversation or in a group setting is completely different than that from my overt narcissist obviously that's from covert narcissistic 
Um, but she was like, I mean, it was about like 30 people, always like in the same room because it was a very small space. It was only like two or three rooms in total. So like we would all like be cramped together. There was not much room to move. But she would move from one end to the room to the other end of the room constantly, walking around, directing people, telling people where to sit, what to eat, how much to eat. Um, she was also in charge of decorating the house while she made it her task to operate the house. So before even she was decorating the house, she, she was walking around from people to people and was like, okay, where should I put this? What do you think I could do in this corner? Mm, I have this, should I put that there? So when she finally did the decoration, she did it overnight. Um, she also had to make everybody know that she did decoration and put out every single thing. And I'm not even like exaggerating, but she went to every single person and showed every single person what she did. It was, it was something else. At some point we had a cook over at her place. And of course she had to like constantly direct everybody. It's like, oh, there is still this, there is still this, there is still potatoes, there is still gravy, there is still burgers, you need to eat more, you need to drink this. And of course, like she had, she had tried to be a good host. I'm not even like discrediting that, but like it was so exhausting because I couldn't have a single conversation or even like with her because she was always like trying to make sure that like she made sure that everybody ate enough and like had enough of this. So she tried to be the, the best host, but she didn't realize that she was also like a big nuisance. And of course, this was a new town for me. So I was trying to like, I mean, I did some research before of things I wanted to do and actually asked me, what do you want to do? And I was like, hey, like this is my list and have a look at it because I just generally want to be like, have a conversation, like a small talk. And she was always like, no, don't do this. Don't take these roads. I was like, no, I have Google Maps. I have Apple Maps. I know my way around. And she was like, no, you need to take this road. This is what you're going to do. Like you have to take this exit, blah, blah, blah. Google doesn't know. Apple doesn't know. Um, I know better because I've been living here for like the past five years and I know my way around and don't go to this building, don't go to that parking lot. And, you know, it's kind of nice if like a person that is local gives like insights, but she doesn't know me. She doesn't know what I enjoy in my spare time when I visit a town, the things that I want to see, etc. Like, you know, so many of the things that she gave as recommendation was like, no, I'm not interested in doing these things because like, for example, I enjoy looking at architecture and while it's not interesting to her, I enjoy architecture. Um, I don't enjoy going to a zoo. I don't enjoy going to a mall, but like these are all the things that like she gave me as like things to do. And that was like, yeah, at some point it wasn't too much. And of course, Christmas is not easy for most people because like you just like sit together with family, there's like alcohol involved and like at some point it's just getting too much and you have no personal space. And if you sit together with like 20 to 30 people in a small room from morning to evening, of course, sooner or later, like things are exploding. So someone called her out as a narcissist and said, you're such a narcissist. And she stormed off and like she printed out a few pages. She did her quote unquote research and she came back a few hours later saying like, oh, like I looked it up and this is the definition of a narcissist and um, I'm not that person, uh, not at all. And like, you're all wrong. And like, um, what you said is very hurtful and you need to like apologize. And of course, it's like a typical narcissist trait that like she plays the victim and everybody else is the stupid one. And like, you know, of course she wouldn't apologize or even acknowledge the, like, the things that she did. So that was very interesting for me because 
at some point something switched in my head and I looked at her and instead of like being annoyed, I felt super sorry for her, super sorry and sad because I recognized myself in her and I recognized that she probably only means well at the end of the day and she didn't get the love and attention she needed as a child and now she needs everybody else's approval like in adulthood and acknowledgement as well and I could tell that she's not happy because like she basically had to beg for everybody else's approval and like acknowledgement and like had to ask people is what I did okay you know what I mean like in a way and you know like I couldn't help but feeling like very sorry for her because as I said before I'm not an empathetic person per se but it was kind of like looking into a mirror in the same way and whenever she left the room people were like sighing or like exhaling and like rolling their eyes and like talking about her how bad it is and like apologizing to me on her behalf and I was like I'm I hope that my friends don't do the same thing. I hope that like whenever I leave a room that friends are not going like, so glad that's over or like, so glad we have a little break or I hope there was no secret group chat where everybody's just like writing about me and going like, oh, today he was so bad again. Um, I mean, I guess it's kind of narcissistic of me to assume there's a secret group chat, but of course I assume there's a secret group chat and there probably is. (laughs) No, seriously, I don't think there is a secret group chat. I mean, nobody is. I'm not that important to people. So yeah, this was my Christmas and I can now see why it is so exhausting for people to be around court narcissists. And even I felt super drained after like just a few hours. Like I felt that like she really sucked up my energy and all the joy in my life. So I can even imagine what it's like having one of those people in your family. Um, Because at some point it's it's family. Of course you care. And of course you try to be close to this person and help this person. And you you have to deal with this person for years and decades you can't just like cut a family member out of your life you can cut a friend out of your life but not a family member that's way harder because all these emotional attachment etc um so i can only imagine how exhausting it must be for the other people involved like especially the people in the close family um and yeah that got me definitely some food for thought um i don't really know what to do with it at this point i just find it super interesting to like witness that and well i think going forward i'm trying to be less of a nuisance like i'm trying to be more aware of like how i am in public especially with other people in a group setting and try not to be too much of a bother to other people um this is something that i really want to do this year and i hope i can learn these tricks um my therapist already like i've already talked to him and he said these are skills people can learn and he's sure that I can learn this as well. So like this is something I'm definitely working on. Um, so yeah, I hope you have a wonderful start into the year. I hope season four of the Court Narcissist will bring you a lot of joy. I'm definitely very excited to keep this project going. Um, and yeah, see you, hear you, talk to you very soon. Bye-bye.